0: This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks.
1: Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the
0: future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu. I am
1: Gnomewise. I am Gunora. I am Iolite. I am Dexa. I am Grail. And I am versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. Casually Hardcore, Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT, only on vtwproductions.com. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink Candy. Will make that suit look good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, yeah, I gotta, I gotta show my arms to so be <laughs> so,
1: um, All right. Okay. Well, well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I know it seems a little silly to uh, to introduce this gentleman here because, well, how do you how do you not know Ghostbusters? <laughs> 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 because it's become such an important movie, such an important just almost lifestyle. I mean, as you can see from our wonderful costumers in the back, Ghostbusters has had such a huge impact on the world for being just a great, wonderful, hilarious movie and it has endured over time and we love seeing all the products that come out of it. So, thank you so much Mr. Hudson for joining us and we're very happy to have you
0: You know, thank you guys. First of all, I really want to say I'm, I'm, I'm deeply touched because I, I, I never expected that this many people would actually show up. But, uh, but, but it's great. I'm glad you're here. You know, when we first set out to do the movie, we thought we really need to do something really important, something that will change the world, something that people will watch for years and years to come, you know, and introduce to their children, and the world will never be the same. Um but uh no I mean you do these things and um uh, and, and luckily thankfully um people like one or two other hundreds that you do. Um and I have with me um Bill Atherton who's a good friend, you know, an amazing, amazing actor and uh, you know, one of my heroes and I just um, have so much respect for him and respect for you guys for um, you know loving the movie and, and showing up and, uh, and just, you know, so it's all, we're all in this together, you know, which is really kind of cool. I don't really have any um, thing. I know this is, I don't know how long it goes, but so it'll probably be more Q&A of I mean, you guys have anything you're really curious about. Um, just briefly, I, I'm, I'm here in Arizona shooting a movie called To Kill a Memory. And uh, and it really reminds me of why I became an actor in the first place. Because I love I love working on this film. It's with Kix Brooks from Brooks and Dunn, and uh, and I got into it. It was kind of a low budget thing, but you know I'm riding horses, and you know we got the six guns, and we're just uh, just having a ball. And, and that and I'm loving Arizona. I mean we're in um, we're in Yuma, and we were in Tucson. Wasn't that crazy about Tucson? I mean, I was like, it was kind of weird. But, you know, uh, we're, at, we're at a gambling casino that was kind of strange to me, but that's all right. So, um, but, but now we're in Benton, which is, you know, it's like every fast food you can imagine, but no real food anywhere. Um, and, and we're just out in the middle of nowhere, and it's really kind of great. So anyway, that's what's happening uh, with me. I, I, I do the show called Secret Life of the American Teenager. It's very popular with eleven-year-old uh, girls. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a whole new fan base. I'm excited about that. You know, I mean, I, uh, you know, they run up to me now, like, hey, you know, um, and uh, I do Transformers Prime, um, which is um, a lot of fun. So I've been I've been blessed to stay busy and blessed to have you guys still supporting um, what we do. So that's all I really have to say. Um, uh, and so, yeah, uh, and so Bill and I are here and any... And, uh, would you like to say something before we do the Well, just, uh, I'm,
2: uh, th- this is the f- first um, Comic Con I've ever been to, and I can't tell you what a thrill it's been for me. Uh, it is enormous in terms of my respect for everybody's feeling, their creativity, their desire to have a good time, their family feeling. It's really been wonderful, so I want to thank you all so much.
0: It's been, you know, it been really fun. About, um, about six. We live close to each other, uh, in, uh, just outside of Los Angeles. And about six months ago, we were having dinner, and I'm like, "Dude, you got to do these things, man. I mean, it's really great because, you know, you meet people and they really like you. Unlike Hollywood, which seems to uh, don't care damn about you, you know.
2: So, so yeah, you know, so here you come to a place and they go, "Hi," You go, "Hi." Yeah, Hi. You know, it's, like, it's great.
0: So uh, I, I, just, I just dig it, you know, and I get to hold the babies, and I get to do all this stuff. And I do it, and I'm not even running for office, and it's really cool, you know? So uh, so I'm glad he, uh, he joined me here. and. Uh, well, he's know. the best. Um, he, he, uh, we met, um, I think, like the
2: second or third day I was doing the picture. And uh, the immediate feeling you get from Mr. Hudson is that he's a class and Deep Act, and it's been that way ever since, so... Um, it's
0: really cool. It's really yeah. Cool. No, it's it's been a, it's been a good friendship in a long time. And so, are there you know. questions you guys got? You know, for for me, for me, for Hi. Oh, it's alive. very well organized. She's got three. And wait, thing. I'm like, oh, okay. uh, I have to sit up
2: and look like I know something.
1: Yes. So, my name's Andrea, and I just wanted to ask it's a silly fun question. Did you guys ever uh, slide down that fireman pole on set?
0: You know, I used to bring girls there just to get them. Not really is going out somewhere. So, some like, so what's this with the girls in the, the pole? No, no honey. But games. did you guys yeah. ever
1: yourselves either want to or did you physically get to slide down the fireman pole in the movie or well not in the movie because um
0: yeah right, we, right we, did, we actually did shoot scenes where they're sliding down the pole. I oh. mean there was a scene where we're all kind of um except was it, they didn't um, use me they used the other guys on the pole. <laughs> um, but uh, no, no, no. It, was, it just went like down there, and it's like you know, you have know, like going on here and all sounds like no, 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 it was fine. No, we yeah we did. I don't think they use it in the movie though. Awesome. Cool. So, it's really cool. Yeah.
1: Hi. Um, I was just gonna ask like a follow up question with my question. Um, have you ever been addressed by shows like maybe uh, Ghost Hunters or anything like that to maybe, you know, go on their adventures where they like check out these houses? Um, or if you haven't, yeah. would you? go do
0: that? Yeah, you, you know, I, I don't know about Bill, but I, uh, right after Ghostbusters 2, my wife and I got invited to come to Greer, Arizona. It was right here in Arizona. And they have a ghost named Jake. And, uh, and they were going to pay me some money to go there. It was like... Um, and talk to Jake? You know? Yeah, and, you know, I was we going to spend the night at this hotel in Greer, Arizona that's haunted. And I'm like, okay, all right, you're going to pay me, right? So, okay, so we... Well, you know guys I mean I just want to get paid I mean I you know I mean I you know you know so all right so it's cool I got nothing to do so my wife and I we have some friends and my son that would be great. We'll just go and hang out. We so I we went to Greer, Arizona, and we got to the hotel, and they they got T-shirts with Jake. Jake, you know, I slept here or something. And then, um, but the local um, media—they had set up cameras. And they had these infrared uh, cameras that captured ghosts, and it was like a whole thing. I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. You know, just just pay me the money. So <laughs> so um, so we uh, and they had in the room. So the room where Jake was supposedly killed. Um, they had cameras there, and then right across they had set up the the station it was going to be up this will be here all night and um, and so it was like, all right yeah, whatever and, uh, so we went to in fact they they did uh, one of these TV shows ghost stories they they did a you might have some of you might have seen it so we went to bed and uh, it was my wife and I was in one bed and my son was in the other and then about three o'clock in the morning, I swear I woke up and there was this It was like a a a light. It it was it was wasn't like a person, but it was like this light that was sort of hovering over my son's bed. It was like really freaky, and I was like it was and and because you know you think you know let me wake up and it's like it's really there. It's just sort of hovering over his bed. So I I woke my wife. I said you know just wake up because you know I mean it's. just tell me if you and so she looked over and she said, oh yeah, okay, oh so, so you know, and so my son woke up and he said, hey, what's up? Son? So this thing kind of floated and it floated down to the foot of the bed and, and went by the door and then it just went real dense and black. And so right by the door, you know where the door you have the line around the door? It was like it would move and you, it would block out the light. So my son said, Dad, somebody's in the room. Somebody's in the room. So I said, no, no, just, just be cool. Just be cool. You know, this is how you do it. So just, I got to the light and, bang, and I turned on the light and there was nothing there. So then we started, well, you know, he my son said, I'm all right, so I did to get upset. So he started saying, I can't sleep here, I can't sleep here. And so and so, so and we, we, we threw on some clothes and we went down the hall and we decided to go up to the station where they had, you know, there was gonna be people up there and we could tell them kind of what happened. So we go to the room where the people are and you know, I knock on the door and I don't, I don't get an answer. So I start to open the door, but in the meantime, my son is looking over in the room where the ghost is. And this cold, this is all true, I'm not making this up. This, this real cold, Air comes out, And so it just, "Oh, And so we, as I was opening the door, we just freaked, and we just started running down the hall. And we ran I mean we ran to the hallway ran, we bumping into the walls, and we were lost. I didn't know where they hell to go. So we just, OK, so we just kind of grouped together, went back to the room, got a good night's sleep. The next morning, at eight o'clock, they were broadcasting live, if anybody had any experiences. So I said, "Yeah, you know, I just thing you know. So and the other guy said, "No, oh my God, no, no, I got it." So he had to talk first. And he says, "Oh God, I was up there in the command station, and I don't know, we fell asleep, and all of a sudden, the door started to open." <laughs> 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 and he said, "Oh, it's so freaky to so I mean, Standing with my arm, and I heard, and the ghost was—it was like, it was like, oh, it, was like and it was like, it was this sound was leaving. The ghost was going back to where it came from. And I'm like, no, man, that was us, man. So anyway, that, thats you know, that was. Uh, so so, but to, I, I did get asked. Now this is true. I mean, because people do get serious into it. And on TMZ, I recently said I'm not into all that. I just meant that, you know. Come on, man. I just, you know, that's the things I really want to do. I believe there are ghosts, but I believe there's a reason we can't see them. And I like to keep it that way. (laughs) But I I get invited to do these things all the time. And I really have no interest in seeing a ghost, because it would freak me out. I just don't want to do that. You know what I mean? It's like, you you got to know before you invite something in. You know, like, I don't want to see anything from outer space. Why? You know what I mean? Who knows what that would be? So, but I, but, 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 but I I I get invited to come to... Mississippi to go on a ghost hunt at midnight. I'm like, do I really want to go to Mississippi (laughs) with some people I don't know to go looking for some, I mean, it's like these people I know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, in Grey at least, so no. Uh, I don't really want to see anything, unless you're paying. (laughs) Then it's a different thing, you know? Anyway, I didn't mean to rattle on, but that's, uh, that's my, my ghost story. Well, my experience is usually they ask me to go
2: to those things, and they say, Jake's pain. So i wait for it.
0: But, um, yeah, so. Um.
1: Just one more uh, one second before we get your question, sweetie. We have a lot of people that are coming in right now, so if there is any open seats next to you, could you please raise your hand so people can know where they can sit down? Thank you so much. All right, go ahead, sweetie. Um well, first, I want to say that I am a uh, huge Ghostbuster fan, and I love the effort both of you, uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. that um, both of you uh, put into the movie. Um, my question is, at um, <coughs> the end of Ghostbusters, both of you got covered in uh, marshmallow goop. And I would like to know what that experience was like. And also, why didn't Bill Murray get covered the way you was? Well,
0: You know, the marshmallow goop, uh, in fact, it's funny because uh, when I see the movie, i think about you. The marshmallow marshmallow goop was really, it was shaving cream. They had these big bats of shaving cream, and they put it over us, and it was really, which is okay for a minute, but after you wear it for 12 hours, it starts to dry, and it gets in, Danny had like a rash from it. It just really was not very, very much fun.
2: But the, the, um, when they slimed me, it was on the back lot, and it was one of the last days. So, um. They said, just stand here, and we have a bag. And I went, okay, cool. You got a bag. And, this, and I looked up, and it's this, this enormous bag. <laughs> and I said, what's in it? And they say shaving cream. Dude, it's just shaving cream. And I went, okay. And how much shaving cream is in there? Well, I don't know, man. It's, it's full of shaving cream. And I said, well, is it wrong for me to ask how much shaving cream is in it? Okay. Uh, They went and they waited. It said, it's 150 pounds of shaving cream. (laughs) And I went, you're going to put 150 pounds of shaving cream on my head? It said, man come on, is this another sissy actor thing? I mean, come on. You stand there, you're going to have... I said, yeah, but you know, in the eighth grade, 150 pounds of feathers and 150 pounds of lead is 150 pounds. (laughs) And I said, is there some way that we can kind of work this out? And they said, okay, we'll get a stunt person. Okay, get a stunt guy, get a stunt guy, and we're just going to do an experiment. Are you, will you be happy with that? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, fine, fine. Okay, 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 George, can come in here? Okay, stand there. We're putting up. So they did, and they opened it up on George, and it knocked him flat. <laughs> and they went, oh, wow. really heavy, wasn't it? And I went, yeah, man. And I said, okay, 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 okay. So they cut it down and they put seventy-five pounds of shaving cream on there. That I could kind of live with, and I did for a little bit. So that—that's my—that's my shaving story. That was—that was me against the. That was me against kind of like the government. You know what
1: I mean? And I won. Yeah. Did you get yeah. hazard pay? huh. Did you get hazard? No, pay? no, no.
0: I, I didn't have the intelligence to ask. Me that, so. And Bill Murray just um you know we, we, we had we got covered in all this stuff, and Bill comes walking out with nothing on him, yeah, and it was actually funny, and the fact that it was funny, um, we, we He's know, it was, yeah <laughs> we knew that twenty seven years later you'd be asking questions about it, so, um, so apparently it was the thing to do, you know. I don't think that would have been a problem. No, I don't think it would have been a problem, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, no. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah.
1: Hello, my name is Keena. First of Uh. all, thank you for coming to our glorious con today and helping out with everything and letting us know a piece of your life, like sharing you guys' lives with us.
0: Thank you. I knew it was different. Glorious is what it is. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: I actually, uh, I know you were in an, an action film. Uh, kind of a, not, you know, not Ghostbusters. It was something, some other film. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head.
0: Which one were you in?
1: Um, talking to you. I'm talking to you.
0: Oh, you're talking to me. Oh sir. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, how different was it to go from something like Ghostbusters to, you know, another film, like change the script, you know? Like changing the way you do things. Well,
0: you know, guys like us, I'm, I'm not... I think Bill's probably been acting long. Well, who knows? We've been acting longer than 150,000. And, yeah, longer than most yeah. of you've been alive. Um, for me, it's about 47 years now, and um, and I like to work. So, part of being I think good at what you do is to be able to do whatever is required, whether it's voiceover work, theater, television, film, comedy, drama, action, and so I. I um, I, I do what I do and I'm, I, I love doing it. So it's not difficult. It's I'm thankful to get the job.
1: Well, thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you. We're just going to take a few seconds and move the mic so we can improve the visibility for some of our other patrons.
0: <laughs> Any actors in the house? Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Okay. Wow. Usually half the audience is, um, you know. But, um, yeah.
1: Are you offering a job?
0: No. I was was just gonna say good luck, you know. uh. I can. I can
1: also step
2: back. I'm sorry. What?
0: Okay.
2: I can see the panelists here. Okay. Okay. Good.
0: Okay. The microphone is real intimidating, huh? I know. I think it's more the tape. Ah, yeah. That'll help them hear better. Okay, well um, Thank you. <laughs> this is deep. Uh okay, go ahead. Good. All right. My name's Don. Um uh, first I want to thank you for never taking a role that made you a caricature or a stereotype. Um oh. so some some people might argue with that, but uh but thank you. I mean it's uh, uh but my question was who would you say was the most influential person as far as in your life or your career, and what advice would you pass on to people today uh, the most uh, well you, uh, well Bill Atherton um, no. uh, the <laughs> most <laughs> no the most uh, influential person for me and and Bill can say you know but Uh, My grandmother, who raised me, you know, my mom died when I was three months old, and um, my grandmother raised me and my brother, and she was just an amazing person. And she would really, really stress that we're human beings, and the human part of us is what exists in this plane and all the things we see, but everything that we see is in transition. It's, It's shifting, it's, you know, and that's just a small part of it, but the being part of who we are. That's, that's the greater part of us. And out of that, that you can't see, but you know, everything comes into being. And so trust in that, I think, was the most important thing. And so I think being in Hollywood especially, I've never had faith in the business, or the people who run the business, or in how well the movies, any of that stuff. But I really trust that there is a greater part of me that is always looking on my behalf. And so she was say, when you look up at, the, at night, and you look up, and she said, what do you see? And I said, well, I see the stars, and I see the moon. And she said, what else do you see? I said, well, there's nothing else. She said, that what you think is nothing is everything. And so that is um, her gift to me, and, and I, 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 it's always carried me through my life. Um, Somebody said to me
2: once when, um, and it was in a class, and, and I was, uh, I was a young actor, and I, um, I was trying to figure out something, and I was going through something with a girlfriend at the time. And um, uh, it was a class in philosophy, and it wasn't something I really wanted to bother with. And it was, um, it was a poet. His name was Siegel, and, um, Eli Siegel. And he said something I thought was really interesting. He said, you can't really be well until you can act well. It had to do with wanting to take on another person's life. It had to do with taking on another person's point of view, how they felt about things, and be interested in them. As being the same as being interested in yourself. It was going to make me more the more I was interested in somebody else. And I never forgot that. And there are all kinds of travails in our business where, you know, you're all, you're all worried about yourself and this isn't going to work and that isn't going to work and I'm not getting this and I'm not getting that. But the main thing of that, I never really forgot. And uh, when I do forget that, I get in trouble. And when I remember it, I usually get out of it. So that's to me. Yeah. Thank you. Sure.
0: Thank you. I was
2: just wondering, uh, how was it going back after uh, a lot of years and working on the video games? The, um... Well, see, the, vid- the video game is really cool to look at after you do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's mostly, you're in the room for hours by yourself, and you're going, ooh, ah, yeah, ah, ah yeah. Uh, uh, Okay, Bill, can we do that again, please? Uh, we'd like a little more pain, okay? And, and, and a little more humor with the pain, please. I mean, it is a game. Oh, okay, okay, oh, oh, oh that's a little better. Okay, thank you. Okay, we'll have lunch back at two. Okay, good. Yeah. That's what it was like doing the Yeah. Which
0: is, which maybe says something about me, but I love it, you know, it's like. I, I, it is really kind of. I'm, I'm listening. To it, I go, yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm just so happy to have a job. I'm like, okay, I can do more pain with a little uh, love in it. And um, yes, yes, sure, yes. I can do pain with love. Yeah, the, the pain with love and, and pleasure and, yeah. and the hurt too. Yeah, okay, uh, yes. you know. But uh, yeah, no, I, I. It's. But once again, I think it's. It's all of it, and um, and you just have to enjoy it all. I think now, everybody. Apparently don't feel that way, but, um, but and I was so happy that we we actually, because the fans have been so loyal to the movie, and so to actually come out with something where we were all included, and to 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 give to you guys, I was really excited about it because you guys have kept this thing alive. Oh, yeah, that studio. was amazing! Yeah, okay. I'm I mean, always. So,
2: it's just never died. Yeah, and it's just it's gone on and on. And I remember at the time. I mean. Uh, Ernie can speak for himself, but I mean, I remember thinking, "Okay, this is a big movie, man," because um, we're in Central Park West in New York, and we've closed down half the city. And my gosh, and knew it was going to be a big movie, but uh, this is twenty-seven years later, yeah. and I, n- I never expected that. Never, never, never. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's true. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you.
2: Um, hi, my name is um, Brian. Um, if you had the chance, and I know Dan Eckward's probably writing the script for this, but would you go back and do a Ghostbusters 3?
0: Never. <laughs> I'm better than that now. No, 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 please. Yes, yes. Don't have to work the hard to get me. Oh, yeah. Me and Bill, we're going to hold. Oh, yes. No, no, please. Please,
2: I have to do my Benvolio in Buffalo. I'm doing the three weeks instead of Shakespeare's The Tempest. <laughs>
0: And the, yes, in the back of the Savon, and that, that's the most important Right, one. yes. Um, would, you, uh, would you actually do a Ghostbusters 3?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my accountant would insist upon <laughs> <doing it. laughs> And my yeah. lawyer, and my family, yeah. and, and all my distant relatives.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I always uh, my wife is uh, interesting. We've been uh, together for 36 years, and oh, wow. hey, hey. Uh, you know. but um, but when, when when Ghostbusters three come up, and I'll say, well, you know, first off, they going to pay me. I mean, I'm not doing it, you know. And she'll go, well, honey, honey, it's like let's not be unreal. I'm like, no, no, they got. It. And so she just totally freaks because she thinks I'm going to ask for. Her some outrageous amount of money. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, it would be great to do, but you know, you gotta pay me. (laughs) Yes, if if they don't pay him, they can pay me. But the worst thing is to do a big movie when it really gets big and everybody really watches it and it's like it's a part of the culture and the, the music is jamming on every radio yes, station really and so. you, and the movie's over and you didn't make any money, any real money I mean any money that lasts long enough so the money's already spent and you're living in an apartment which I was in a part of town where if you stopped at the gas station or the grocery store, they say, hey, you see that movie at Ghostbusters? Oh, man, you know the dude, the black guy? He, he lives at 1476 and he's really nice. <laughs> and people, I swear, would show up at my door and go, Oh my God, I can't believe it's really him. Honey, it's really him. And they'd have their families and they'd push the door and they'd try to look yeah. in the apartment. they say, oh my God, I, you know, wow, this is really, really kind of cool. And I said, well, dude, it's like 10.30 at night. Yeah, but I stopped at the store and they said, you're really nice. And it's like, we're really happy. <laughs> you know, we just got here from Ohio and wow, we never seen anybody in the movies. And so, and I thought, and that's why you get paid, and that's why people have gates, and' figured the gate then. why why I want gates? That's why <laughs> you have gates um but it was um it was it was fun um, you know uh, the uh i was
2: I was kind of young when I did pack um yeah, well as I see it now it was in you know I was an infant but i was i was, I was in my mid thirties and I was doing a lot of um uh smaller pictures and playing leading men, and I was in New York, and I was on the station I was Broadway that was my vanity that's what I liked to do so um uh, th- this is this is a story I might as well tell you, because it's kind of like, well, I just might as well tell you. Uh, I was doing this reading, this th- the theatrical reading for Joseph Papp, who was the head of the Public Theater in New York, and he wanted to have. He was a very big guy in the 80s and 70s and 80s, and I did my original theater stuff with him, and it, I was. He he was really it and very classy very important very big so he would have all these actors come and read plays for him uh, actors that he liked and i'd go and read with george c scott and charlie durning meryl streep would be there we'd read Chekhov. we would read some shakespeare he wanted to hear it again to decide whether he wanted to do it or do a new production of it or a new interpretation of it so it's at the Minskoff theaters And the Minskoff Rehearsal rooms on 43rd Street in New York and big panoramic windows overlooking Times Square. So I'd just done this reading of The Cherry Orchard, Chekhov. And I was doing a scene in and I was feeling terribly deep and talented. And uh, I was going down in the elevator and I was out on the street, had this wonderful reading and I saw that Ghostbusters had just opened. It was at the Criterion and there was What's going, oh, that's interesting. Mm, that's interesting and I'm kind of back in my part. And walking down the street and all of these buses are pulled up in front of the Criterion Theater. And all of the kids from the Fresh Air Fund at camp we're coming into the city to see a movie, and the movie was Ghostbusters. So I'm looking at the kids, and I'm thinking of a scene, and then I'm thinking of Chekhov, and I'm walking down under the, under the canopy, and looking at the theater, and about 500 million kids leaned out of the bus and went, hey, Nicholas! <laughs> And I seriously wondered about a sequel, then.
0: <laughs> Thank you. It's true, Your Honor. This man has no dick.
2: I'm so lucky that's been one of the major lies in Western culture, yeah. but we can discuss that later.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. What was your favorite scene to film, uh, I, from either movie, and why? Or what was the most fun to film?
0: Uh, it's really hard to uh, the most fun. I don't know you <laughs> well, the most fun to film. I I, um, um, I, I don't know. They were all, I, I enjoyed the scene with Danny in the car when we talking about the end of the world and these things yeah. happening. Yeah. You know, I like that. I, I like that. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to separate it, you know, that way. But um, some because you know, yeah, I it's uh, yeah, it's a, you know, so I, it's just hard to say. But I, I did enjoy a lot of times you don't even know it's just doing the work, and later on you see the movie and you go, wow, well, I like the way that came out, and then, you, then it becomes your favorite scene. But but it's um, it, it's the work is just the work, and you know, so. Do you have a favorite line? Uh, you know it's a lot of good lines come out of the, the movie you know now when I do these things and people have <laughs> requests um, somebody told me a line that I said um, uh, were you guys here and I'd never heard it before and I didn't even know I had said it in the second movie what was the line again it was uh, you better watch your mouth or I'll punch your lights out I don't remember saying it but uh, <laughs> I, okay, I, you know anyway it's on his photo now so um, but um, you know that's a big tweaky um, you know and for the small kids, I apologize. I've seen shit that'll turn you white. Uh, you know, if anybody asks if you're God, you say yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I love this town. You know, uh, I mean, it was uh, you know, I hate Jello. You know. Uh, <laughs> which didn't quite, it didn't fly, you know, it's like we thought, okay, that's going to be big, no, it's not, you know. <laughs> if, involved, if there's involved. a steady paycheck involved, I'll, you know, I'll believe anything you say. This job is not worth, uh, what is it, 11, 75 an hour, or whatever it was, you know. So, yeah, it, but those kind of happened after, you know, after the movie's out and people... You know, kind of catch on to which is which is really kind of cool. So I'm to one goes to wonder about what to say on the photo because there's so many lines from it. Some movies you kind of go, I don't remember, I don't remember doing this movie, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, got <laughs> all the line from it. But anyway, thank you. Hello, uh, my name is Troy. Um, Mr. Hudson, uh, what was your favorite movie to work on, Congo or Leviathan? Congo Leviathan. Not a lot of folks saw Leviathan. It was um you know, the, when first I moved San Winston did the monster, but the monster always looked like a big chicken to me. I just, just it was weird, you know? And I'm like, it's supposed to be scary and you don't wanna say that because you don't insult anybody, but I'm like, it's a big chicken. I mean it's like uh, so they hide it in the dark, but I go still a big chicken but I'm thinking know. so but I had a great time we shot it in Italy and um I, I just had a great time in, in Italy shooting and. We you shot know. the Congo in Italy? No, no, the, uh, the um, Leviathan. The Leviathan, Leviathan in Italy? In Italy, yeah, we shot the. Um, God, I never get those locations. Oh man, it was I mean, for like, four, 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 four months. At Bakersfield. Mean, yeah, no. <laughs> <bag>. Four <laughs> months. <laughs> we went to Malta. I mean, it was great. It was great location, and uh, and I, I loved working on the movie, but uh, I don't remember what was the question. Congo
1: or Leviathan? I'm sorry. what? Right?
0: Oh, Congo. Oh, see, I didn't even hear Congo. Um, Congo, uh, you know, I worked until midnight last night. We wrapped about twelve fifteen in Vincent, so then I drove here. So I'm a little spacey here, which is probably why I'm just talking about I'm talking. Um, uh, yeah, Congo, but I love Congo. I like the character in Congo. That was very cool. I thought, yes, these are the roles I should play all the time. <laughs> you know? And my hair is like, you know, yes, I'm cool. I'm good looking, because I never get to be good looking. I never get to be, it's always like, you know, no. I mean, Ivan. Right when we were doing wardrobe, this is going out. So, Ivan, you'll see this. And uh, but he came in. He probably won't remember saying this. But he said, uh, "We're not doing Stud Farm." I'm like, "Stud Farm? What?" So they gave me some plaid shirts and some clothes that were too big. And I'm like, "Hey, if steady paycheck in and I'll wear anything you <laughs> want." So, but uh, but yeah. But I, I had probably I had more fun playing the character in Congo. But doing Leviathan in Italy was, was more fun. I like that character. Uh, I thought they'd, I'd be doing that for the rest of my career. They've never asked me to do that ever again. <laughs> Good. Um, Bill, wh- why did you do Biodome? <laughs> why did I do Biodome? I hate that movie so much. I hate those that
2: those movie. are the questions. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a very sad segment of my past. I did, um, I'm surprised you even know that I, did. I'm surprised you even know that movie. I mean, that's, um, uh, um, Biodome is one of those wonderful ideas that doesn't materialize. And, but, um, I didn't mind doing it, uh, playing it uh, at all. I had a very good time. It was a very silly movie about, uh, Pauly Shore did it. And, um, I like Pauly Shore and respect him very much. I had a great time with them. Yeah, Pauly's cool. Uh, it, it was uh, when, you know, here in your own backyard, you had that, um, uh, that kind of sealed um, terrarium. Uh, what was the name of it? Biosphere. 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 Well, this was Biodome, which was kind of like a, a comedic turn on it. And um, it turned, but not quite all the way. <laughs> so um, I, I did it because I like Polly Shore and because my uh, accountant insisted upon it. and uh, I always listen to my accountant before anyone else (laughs) so that is why but I don't regret doing it and you know people uh, kids like that movie a lot I think there's something about it it was everybody trying to reinvent themselves living in the biosphere and that's what the idea was in the original biosphere and to use only that and uh, there's something about kids when they're formulating who they are and everybody's there trying to figure out what's going on they like it I, I'm still trying. I'm still puzzled why they like it, but they like it. So, um, and uh, again, I'm, I have pictures of it. Even uh, here about that. So um, it's a long-winded ans- answer to a very short question, but
0: uh, I did it. But it reminds me. <laughs> it remi- the question reminds me of uh, something. I was working on a, m- a movie. Um, God, I just l- lost the name of it. But uh, uh, with Jim Belushi and. Um, it was a, a mini series. Um, had a big hippopotamus in it, but uh, <laughs> this is really bad. I really can't even think of the name of it. It was like it was a, it was a this big mini series. Really fascinating. Uh, <laughs> and everybody was in it. It was like a big cast, and um, and but he, uh, but he didn't at that time, and um, I don't know if he still does. This was some time ago. Wild Palms was the name of it, and. Um, and, he, uh, and people would come up and ask for autographs, and he would say, he would say no. You know, he'd take, you'd shake your hand, but he wouldn't sign autographs. And so I said, well, geez, you know, why won't why? you sign autographs? He said, well, you know they hate you. <laughs> and I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. He said, give them five minutes. And, and it's true. You guys don't know this, but a lot of you do this. The first five minutes, I was like, oh, my God. I love you, I love your work, you so want to be my favorite actor, that's really, I just love it. that movie, oh it's really, really good, I really like it, five minutes later, you know, but why did not you do that, that movie, that Biden, oh that really sucks, I mean, oh man, gosh, you must really need the money, and, and wow, you know, you really aged, I mean, you know, because you, you looked okay in the movie, but wow, what happened, you know, Wow, it's like you've been really eating a lot, huh? You put on all this, weight and you, and all this stuff, so it's true. It's, there's a time factor. You kind of go, you have to kind of get in and say, hey, and then get out real quick. Because the other stuff is coming, you know. Thank you.
1: Hi. I was wondering, did you and any of the other actors ever pull any practical jokes on or offset?
2: set? Uh, doing the movie was so much of a, when you work with Bill Murray, um, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, the whole universe of jokery is open to you, and you kind of roll with a cosmic punch, you know? And uh, so, I, don't know, I already can say all this, but I wouldn't have known what a joke was. It was a real, deliberate, practical joke about me. I felt, I felt every day when I got there, that um, I was on call to roll with the punches comedically no matter what happened in my life. So if there was a joke, I missed it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, it did seem like uh But maybe I just didn't even know it was a joke. i, I it was just like, I go, are you kidding, right? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah, sure, I can do that. So, yeah, you kind of go with... um and I'm, yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah, I don't remember any, of I mean, it was but so much, funny stuff happening. Yeah, well, you know,
2: so much of it was improvised, uh, my stuff was improvised, the mayor's office was improvised, yeah. um, and, which was, which was a gas to do, I mean, it was an absolute gas yeah. to do, but it was all improvised, so you're kind of like, well, if, if they were setting up the scene to be a practical joke on me, then, um, it it it
0: worked and I didn't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean it's just it, it just yeah. uh, that's what it, that's kind of how it was. Yeah. I, I think on TV when I've done TV shows, people get in more practical jokes because they've worked together for so long and they know each other so well. And uh, but on film, you know, these scenes are so important, you don't want to. You, know, you can't I'll hide somebody's you. prop, and then because everybody's taking the work really seriously. Because it, know, costs $100 it costs a hundred million. dollars When
2: you hide their prop, and you lose two yeah, minutes, and they will kill you. Yeah. So
0: it's yeah. Not a lot of practical yeah. jokes happening, you know. Uh, you know. So. But TV's, uh, you know, they 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 do it for so many years and so long until it's kind of like family, and you know. Thank you. Thank you. I love your outfit. I love that hat. Thanks. Yeah just got a quick question. Um, what was y'all's favorite project to do besides the Ghostbusters? Favorite project?
2: Do you, uh... well, I don't know, 45 movies. I don't um... Die Hard. Die Hard. Well, Die Hard was a lot of fun, but Die Hard was another one. of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Die, die Hard was a lot of fun because I had Bonnie Vidalia and um, uh, who was an old friend and we were we were able to kind of kick that around. I had a very good time with that. Oh, there's a movie I did in the 80s that I really like The people still like. It's a real genius. <laughs> and uh, I, lo- I love doing that movie. I really love doing that movie. I love Val. I love Martha Coolidge who was a director. It was a really smart, cool movie and I was so glad to be a part of that. That was really fun. And it, one of my favorite lines ever was uh, Peter Torkve, uh wrote uh, when uh, I played this professor uh, who's rather full of himself and um, not a difficult part for me to play at the time. And. Um, <laughs> And one of the things, his lines was, uh, the kid asks him at a, at a science fair, oh, Professor Hathaway, what is Albert Einstein really like? And my answer is, dead. <laughs> 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 uh, there's an, uh, another movie I did very, very early on, uh, which uh, I have a couple of pictures too. I did um, Steven Spielberg's first motion picture. Uh, it's a movie called The Sugarland Express. And um, it was his first feature. It was in the early 70s. I did it with Goldie Hawn and, um, and Ben Johnson and me. It was in Texas. And it was Steven Spielberg's first picture. And, um, and my first. It was my first lead in a movie. And I did sm- I had two smaller parts in movies, and I was like 25. And uh, to this day, it's one of the most, it's one of the loveliest times. And you really saw what a genius he was. It was amazing. And the thing I'll pass on that you knew why he was a genius, I've never met anybody who loved doing the movies and loved the movies more than him, ever. He loved every single thing about it, and it was infectious. You went to work every day, and you came home feeling fabulous. It's one of the very few times that's ever happened. And he loved everything about the movies. He, we would hum, um, we we, we knew all the very kind of archaic and arcane uh, movie themes, and we could hum Spartacus together, and we could hum Ben-Hur together, and, and he was dyslexic before people really knew what all that was. And so his whole vocabulary was pictures. And uh, it was just a joy. So that's a, a lovely time. I wanted to pass that on. I'm glad to talk about that.
0: Good. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I love that um, Sugar Land Express. I mean, I really became a fan yeah, of okay. that, so that was great. Um, um, uh, um, uh, what was the question? Your favorite movie. Your favorite movie, man. You've got favorite so many movie. cool My, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I just, uh, I, it's, over the years, it's been I don't know how many movies, I mean, it's uh, been a lot. And um, so, but I loved, I loved what happened to Ghostbusters, but it was kind of after the fact. I mean, Ghostbusters was a job, you know. People say, oh, it must've been so funny. No, uh, it was funny, but it was a job. And, um, you know, but I, I loved working on The Hand of rock in Cradle, I, I really liked that character. And um, I really like the character in Congo, and I like the Crow, but I I just, um, I love love the Crow, I'm I'm glad I, I hate what happened, but I'm glad I made the movie. And I gotta tell you, the movie I'm making now, this um, To Kill a Memory with uh, Kix Brooks, it's really the most fun I've had um, in a long time. I I just think it's gonna be a really cool movie, and... um, so look for it. It's a western, and it's but it's it's these characters that I, I'm playing a character I've never played before, and it's about it's just about it's about I don't know. It's about men doing what men do, you know, and uh, you know, which is stupid stuff. You know, men are really good at that. You I mean, without some woman around to look at him, you know, and then you know, you know so how to why correct are you doing yourself, that you know. No. Yeah, you know, my wife kind of helps me correct, you know, and she just looks at me, and I go, oh, "That's kind of stupid, huh?" But um, but I love this movie, and I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, and um, yeah, I'm lear- I learned how to play harmonica, which I never played before, you know. Yeah, I said learn how to play. It. I mean, having <laughs> to replay but but I play it in the movie, and uh, and I think they didn't expect me to play, and I actually it's pretty good, you know. And I'm riding these horses like I've never, like I've been, you know. So it's uh, anyway. Uh, it, but it's all fun. It's it's what we do. And if you're blessed to be able to do it, it's it's a it's a cool thing. So.
1: I actually had a question. Uh, just wanted to know about your experience working on the crow with Brendan Lee. If you had any, you know, interesting stories about that or about the experience.
0: Well, the, um, Brandon was, um, I knew him for about eight years before we did the movie. He grew up with Miguel Ferrar who did, um, Notts, was it Nott's Landing? Uh, yeah. Miguel, yeah, he was Yeah, in, he, um, was Yeah, Miguel. Yeah. Yeah, he was he, very he's a
2: director. M- he just directed. Yeah, he directs, he directs yeah, a lot. Yeah, he directed Lost. I did, some, I did the last season of Lost with him.
0: Yeah. So he, um, yeah, so uh, anyway, they grew up together and, uh, and um Um, Brendan had come uh, back from China after doing some movies and he was really um, sort of hung out in Vancouver and I got to know him then and then eight years later we were doing The Crow and he was really kind of frustrated with his career and so you know he was a good friend and I really liked him a lot and what happened on that set is just is just beyond you know because things like that aren't supposed to happen Um, but you know there's a saying, actually I I first read it in the movie um, that they were Asking me to do, and the line was, "If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans." And I think that's, you know, apropos, you know, in life, we have no idea what's going to happen. If anybody had told me that would have happened to this young man, I just I couldn't imagine. But I really, really loved him a lot, and I'm glad that at least it was in a movie that was a good movie, and it showed his potential. It'd been awful had been in a bad movie. So. um so I just, um, and I still don't understand what happened. I, I've heard the report and all, but I, I don't get it. But anyway, it is what it is, and that's, you know. Uh, but I really, I'm, I'm thankful to, and, and my kids, you know, they love Ghostbusters, and they love all the, a lot of the things I've done, but the crow is the one consistent. They still are big fans of that movie, so.
1: Thanks a lot. Uh, my question is actually really similar to his. I have this vision in my head that I hope never gets destroyed of Sandra Bullock as just being one of the funniest, most beautiful women in the world, and her husband, Jesse James, as being one of the biggest morons on the face of the earth. So I just wanted to know if you have any great memories from Miss Congeniality, because I just think that was a really funny movie. Yeah,
0: Miss Congeniality. It was, it was great to uh, to do both of those films. Um, yeah, Sandra, uh, you know, I offered to leave my wife for her, but she didn't look <laughs> I'm like, you know, we can do this now. I mean, I, you know, it's like 35 years. I mean, that's, you know, it's, um, you know, she's beautiful. She's rich. She's funny. I mean, come on. What's, you know, my wife is not rich, you know. She is beautiful, you know, but, uh, you know, she ain't that funny. So, but, uh, no, I really like Sandra a lot. I think she's down to earth, and I just, um, I, I just think she's, I, she's great. I mean, some really, really cool people. You know, you hear the story about people who are, you know, just have a you know hard time on the set and and you know, actors going off and crazy. I I, I don't find that with people, you know, like Bill because they know what they're doing, they're good at what they do. Sandra knows. She produces all those movies. I mean she gave me the job. Um, you know, they don't hire her. She hires them. She's smart and when you're good at what you do, you don't have to be upset with people. When you're insecure And you don't, you know, you're a little bit lost. You want to blame it on the cameraman, you want to blame it on the AD, you want to blame somebody else, and you, you know, you're unhappy because you think you're going to be found out about it. I'm doing this movie, I keep bringing up this to kill a memory, but for the last three weeks I've been working on the movie. I've been doing my own riding on the horse, but we got a real good horseman who's a, a buffalo soldier, and he has these great stories, and he rides like the wind, and so we got this guy as a backup to do the really difficult riding, you know, mm-hmm, the jump, yeah. the stuff that, we need a real rider. So for like the last two weeks, he's been on the set eating all the food and, <laughs> you know, getting paid. I mean, it's, uh, and every time they say, well, I, yeah, I said, well, no, I'll do that. So you know, don't worry about it. You just, oh, so he's been sitting see. there. So yesterday they go, well, this is going to be some stuff and this guy, so we're going to get the, the real rider to ride, you know, and. Uh, I'm not mentioning his name because I don't want to embarrass him in any way. But um, so, you know, so he uh, gets on the horse. Now, when he gets on the horse, I know this guy can't ride the horse. I mean, he can't ride. He might have, you know, ridden around some park once in a while, but he can't ride. You know what I mean? He's being paid to be the guy. He's paid to be the guy. And you so he gets ride. on the horse and he's holding onto the I horn. I that job. Which is not a good sign, <laughs> you know. And then horse says, so, And the horse kind of go and he kicks his foot out and and the the director is looking at me. I'm like, I didn't hire him, so you know. <laughs> so now it's kind of um, you know and and so they have to make an adjustment. So then I end up doing the stunt and the whole thing and. But the point of that is. You know, you got to be, you know, if you don't know, you should say you don't know, but, but when you're good at what you do, you know, the world well, is okay. It's a cool place. And Sanders is one of those really grounded, down-to-earth, sweet, just, just amazing people that, um, and every time I want to get crazy, I, I'd see people like her, and I go, you know what, I got, I got nothing to complain about. I mean, it's, it's, life is good. It's good. And she, um, like all beautiful women, she reminds me of just how beautiful life is. That's why I love women. <laughs> Good
2: afternoon. Uh, my name's Aaron. I just want to say thank you for all the hard work you've done to entertain us all. and coming down here to answer all of our questions. Um, when you were reading the script for Ghostbusters and before you filmed it, was there any scene that stuck out and you really were really excited to do? And then, how did that scene compare after you were done filming? Um, Since half of it was improvised, it was all a dream. <laughs> um, the, I did the movie because I had known those guys. I had um, I'd done a wonderful musical with uh, Gilda Radner. And um, we had done that in, in the 70s. And uh, we, it was George Abbott's Broadway. She was fabulous in it. We did, uh, and we played that for a while. And it was just as she was becoming the first big star on Saturday Night Live. And she was, um, she, she was great. She was an enormous, I could go on about her forever. But she knew these guys. And, um, uh, and so I met them. And they were all becoming really big from the first couple of seasons of Saturday Night Live. And so like six, seven years later, this movie comes along and they asked me to play this part. And it's kind of like, will you do this? Because I was doing, it wasn't anything I had done, kind of done. I mean, I, I was doing things like, you know, very artsy pictures like Day of the Locust, and looking for Mr. Goodbar, and playing, you know, the guy in that, and Hindenburg, and I was doing Centennial on television. And I was doing kind of leading men. And I was going, well, this is, this is fun. I hope this is fun. This might be fun. But I'm, I'm thinking, well, here I'm going to be with the funniest people in the world. What am I gonna do? I mean, am I gonna try to be funny? I mean, that's insane. I mean, you know, I'd get them a set and they'd hang me because it it would be dreadful, and I would be dreadful. So I said to them, look, I have an idea. My idea is, I was reading about uh, the Marx Brothers and talking about Margaret Dumont, who was the lady, you know, in all the Marx Brothers pictures. And Margaret Dumont, according to Groucho, did not know it was funny she had no idea it was funny. When people told her wh- it was funny, she was completely at sea and rather appalled. She had no idea that it was funny. So I said, that's what I have to do. I have to be a male Margaret Dumont. I, have to, I just don't know why it's funny. I don't consider it to be possible to be funny. And so if I can do that, then maybe I won't embarrass myself. <laughs> so that was my, you know, my take on reading it. and so after I did that I said to myself okay you know well you know I'm used to being cooler so you know I'm used to being on screen more so what am I gonna do so Theone Aldrich who was the casting, or it was the costume person? Theoni was one of the greatest designers in the world. She she designed huge Hollywood movies. She designed Great Gatsby. She she designed all the big big things, and I known her from the public. So Theoni said, "You have to look the same every time they see you." So uh, they had, you know, they said, "Well, you're going to have a brown suit here, and you're going to have a gray suit there." No, we we designed a blue suit. I changed my tie but never the suit, and I had a little Phi Beta Kappa pin. And uh, so then I was able to kind of have a character to go out. So that's a very long-winded answer to your question, because when I read it, I didn't know what it was. And then I had all these other talented people put it together for me so that I had something to do.
0: Well, you know, when when I hear him talking, the only thing I kept thinking was, you haven't said the magic word. His face when he, when he says the magic words, like, uh, you know, please, you know, <laughs> and that is not in the script, that's, that's Belgium thank that's you, stuff.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I just wanted to say on behalf of everyone's inner child, thank you for wearing the suit today,
0: <laughs> you know what, I used to refuse, to wear the suit. I'm like, no, I'm not going there. But, you know, you guys are fans. I mean, I'm like, you know, these guys, I go and they're Ghostbusters. I mean, these guys all over the world, they make these suits, they build these backpacks, they represent. How do I not represent? I mean, how do I not show up? So, I'm proud to wear the suit, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know. So, so, no, it's very, very cool. I, yeah, I, um, the, the, I have the original from the movie. I guess it was being streamed, but yeah, I stole it. Anyway, um... So, um... And, and, and it was stolen from me, so maybe that's just uh, karma, I don't know. Uh, I was in New Jersey after uh, Chiller, and yeah, it disappeared from the hotel room. Oh, God. But, um, but Brian Beers, who's an amazing guy uh, from Los Angeles, he built this one for me because I'm an idiot. I can't build anything. But, um, but, yeah, so it doesn't quite fit the same, but, you know, it's... Um, <laughs> I wear it proudly, you know, back off, man, I'm a ghostbuster, you know, so, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I love it, I, I don't have any, you know, I wouldn't wear it in public, but, <laughs> hey, man, if there's some money in it, I might, you <laughs> know.
2: I'd wear my suit, but somebody said I had to take it out, and I said, what? I have to take out the waste?
0: Yes, it's too, you know, you have to let out the waste. No, I don't. I'm living in 1984. Thank you. Well, the great thing about these, these, I mean, you can just, you can gain weight in it. It's a place. If I get too big for this, I'm in trouble. Somebody <laughs> shoot me. Okay, um, so I had a question uh,
2: to both of you. If there was any prop from the set that you could have just
0: snagged and taken home with you, what would it have been?
2: There was an apartment that we were... St- um, sitting on on Central Park West um, as a kind of holding tank for the actors when they were doing the big thing on the street. And um, there was a Picasso on the (laughs) wall. I I think of that. (laughs) I thought of that a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I I would love to have had my backpack from the movie. but, uh, but Brian built me a backpack too, which is better than one we had in the movie. Did book. they
2: steal the backpack?
0: No, no, he built one. One, of the, one of the fans built me one. I mean, oh, it was I great, you know, and it does the lights, and it does the whole thing, and it's just, I, I was so touched by that, I, I, I literally wanted to cry. I mean, I started to tear up. I mean, why would he, like I said, for me to build anything, it would take forever. This guy <laughs> took the time to build his backpack and gave it to me. He wouldn't take money, and it was like, that's, you know, that's, that, was, that was very touching. So, anyway, so I have a backpack now, but I can't carry it with me on the plane because they think I'm a terrorist, but, you know, the only people who never saw Ghostbusters are the people who work, you know, that security. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know. I'm not wearing the belt now because those little things there, they freak out over there. And I'm like, you know, it's uh, this back. Like, back off, sir. I'm like, no, it's good. back off. You know, like, no. so no. But um, anyway, but I can still and get through security.
1: We only have time for one more question, so thanks. Sorry.
0: We're wondering how how can this last an hour? <laughs> we, we learn that. Okay. So yeah, I just uh, wanted
1: to ask you you're both uh, very intelligent, articulate gentleman. I was wondering if either of you had done any writing or directing or if you had any aspirations to do that in the future?
2: Well, I've, I've written, um... um uh, well, I, I think anybody's in the, in the business as long as we've been in, we've all kind of directed a little bit. We've all written a little bit. Every movie we've ever done, we've directed a little bit, or, you know, it's, um... The the more you're kind of around, the more eclectic you are in terms of what you do or what you're asked to do. There are lots of pictures. I've done smaller pictures with uh, very talented young directors who sometimes don't know this or that. So you end up directing something or half directing something. You end up writing scenes or helping put together scenes. So so it, it becomes kind of like this big combination of things after a while. You're not just the actor anymore. Yeah. the more you hang out, the more you do you're not just that anymore and c- unconsciously people don't expect you to be they, they want all of you and the best people always want all of you they want your input on all of that and um, if you can do that then yeah then it isn't like you do this and then you do this
0: and then you do this so much anymore I don't yeah. think that's the way it is with anybody well hey ma'am, there's a steady Jack in it no, uh-huh. no. <laughs> I'll direct, you know. Uh, I, I, I write, and uh, that's kind of where my focus has been going more now. He makes so much money doing yeah. that, too. He does. Yeah. So.
1: Anything in particular we can uh, pick up that you've written?
0: Well, right now, I'm, I'm working on the Jack Johnson story. I mean, he was this amazing man in the uh, uh, about 100 years ago, his first black heavyweight champion, and there was a movie called The Great White Hope that was a fictional version of his story, but his story was actually more dynamic than that, and so that's kind of... Where my, my work focus out. is, and but like Bill was saying, I mean, even the thing we're doing, you always, you know, write, rewriting stuff, and, and you make it work, so, you know. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you. You've been so great. I appreciate it.
1: And Mr. Hudson, will both be signing. Uh, Mr. Hudson, you're signing with the Arizona Ghostbusters, correct? Yes, with the Ghostbusters group. All my guys over there, we're yep. be all together on the other uh, <laughs> side of the hall over
0: there. And, and, uh, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm over at the table, and, uh, you know, I'd love to see you guys, you know. Um, uh, well, you know the line about the paycheck and all.
2: So <laughs> You've been terrific. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun.